Welcome to the WeChat Divorce Podcast. Conversations about real people, real situations, and real divorce. Where your hosts, Karen Shalou and Katherine Shanahan, co-founders of Divorce You Solutions, share their personal and professional experience to demystify the big business of divorce. Get ready to gain clarity and even have a laugh or two. It's time for WeChat Divorce. Hi, I'm Karen. I'm here with Catherine, and we are so excited to invite you to our conversation about what's really going on out there in the divorce world. Look for our monthly podcast as we create and continue conversation about real people, real situations, and real divorce. First, Catherine will start the conversation about real people, people we call celebrities, you know, the people who make the headlines. Sometimes we may even discuss a divorce who has made our local news. Maybe it'll be you. We will also talk about real situations. And this is what Catherine and I call the you can't make this stuff up segment. Every divorcee has their own unique story and perspective. And finally, we'll talk about real divorce, bringing the human element alive and keeping it real. Get ready today. Our third episode is about me, my ex, and her, the reality of co-parenting. Are you ready? Hang on to your hat. It's really funny when you say that, Karen, because I don't know, are we really ready for that? Me, my ex, and her? Nobody's ready for that. (laughs) I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So co-parenting is always a challenge, we know. Um, And I don't know why we're so hung up on the fact that we think that celebrities have it easier I don't know if we think it's because they have money and we see them jet-setting everywhere and we see how much they make or we hear about it. We're always seeing them with their fashion icon um, elements. But And, you know, no amount of money or lifestyle can pay right. to help you co-parent, right? No, and that's what's interesting. So do they really feel the same way that we do? Um, I was reading about Jennifer Gardner and Ben Affleck. And although people were sad that they got divorced because they looked like the perfect family um, with their children, you sometimes can look at them now and say, if you're a divorcee, do they have the perfect divorcee situation? Because she just went on vacation and she brought him with her. You know, one of her requests for, I forget who she was doing a show for, but one request was at the hotel that she needed two suites of the same size connecting. And one of those was for him. So he would go on this vacation with her so that the kids could be with both of them. Like he bought a home. I think he's living in the guest house behind her home. So the kids can just easily walk back and forth. How old are their kids? I think their oldest is maybe around nine. Okay. They have three. So they really made it work. And that was patience on both for both of them, actually. Um, And it goes back and forth. And I think, would I have ever done that? I don't know that I would have. And does them having money make it easier because they could make those accommodations work? Right. And maybe having an easier lifestyle um, accessible to you, does that make it easier? I mean, that's how we would look at it because we don't have that access. Do they have significant others? Not that I'm aware of. So, you know, so I don't think there's any her or him at this moment. But I I like their approach. I mean, I really like the fact that they can sit back and do that. Um, I read about um, Ryan Philippi. He had a quote. You know, he was married to Reese Witherspoon. Okay. Again, they divorced, but did their... I think they're both remarried, actually. And I think they both have uh, children with their new spouses. But he quoted... I have a quote from him saying, you have to 
get to that point as a divorced parent, as any parent, where you're not putting yourself first. And I think that's really the key. So does Jennifer and Ben like that scenario? Maybe because they became friends, but they just don't put themselves first. Wow. Yeah. Like that's he, huge. So Ryan was saying, you know, last Thanksgiving I had the kids and now this Thanksgiving she will. So I'll go visit my mom in Philly, actually, <laughs> which brought the attention that he was from the Philadelphia area. I don't think I could have done that my first years. It would have taken quite a bit of time to even separate in my head what was about me and what was about the kids and what was about the hurt and anger. So kudos to them for right figuring that out. Maybe they have money for therapy, more therapy than <laughs> what I was more able access to have. To it. Well, even Ty De- Diggs, I think his name is Ty Diggs. I don't know. Okay. Well, he's an actor. And one of his quotes was, when you have a kid, there's no time. F- when you have a kid in the mix of it, there's no time for negativity. I love that. Which is another great um, thought, but who can you really do that? And I think sometimes people can do it when there's not that third person, that step parent it's easier. or girlfriend. Well, I'm just sitting here thinking to myself how difficult that is being married. Just parenting, not necessarily co-parenting. You can get stuck in the me versus you when it's really about the child Mm -hmm. and not keeping their best interests at heart. Mm -hmm. Wow. So I think they go through the same things that we do. And I think those are just really great thoughts that no matter who you are, put the kids first. Um, I believe that we get married for a reason. We get divorced for a reason. But there's Mm -hmm. never a reason to put the kids in the middle of it. Right. They didn't have a choice. Mm -hmm. So we're going to go right into the real situations now, right? So what was it like when you, your spouse, your ex-spouse got remarried right away? I was 29 when we separated, started our divorce journey. Fairly soon, there were significant others in both of our lives. Um, My children were seven and five. Um... They were super anxious and emotional. It was a custody battle from day one. And I'm going to tell you, if we fought about one thing, we fought about everything. Um, The kid's eventual stepmother, she took the position that the kids were overscheduled, they weren't disciplined. Well, how long before he got remarried? When did she become the stepmother? Well, I'm going to say within a year. They weren't married within the year, but within a year, she was very much a part of their lives. So their father and I were just reeling from the divorce, both of us. So I'm still trying to sit here and think, how, (laughs) how much was I even able to, even though in my heart I was thinking I'm putting the kids first, but when... You know, that we have a lifestyle and they're scheduled and you're trying to get them in, in positions of good role models, get, you know, getting them set up in their new life. While you may think that you're doing well by them, how much was I really considering them versus what I thought was good for them? So in thinking on this topic, me, my ex and her, I think back to those days and they were incredibly difficult because I'm telling you whether 
It was, are they going to make it to their soccer game when they're at their dad's house? If they leave books at school, no way. Are they going to go retrieve them if they leave stuff at my house? So they're not going to have access to it. Are you thinking this before actually something happens? Or was there a pattern that they left their books at school? Or that have you shown up at soccer games and they weren't there? Or was this just you um, assuming that he would not get them there and putting the stress out there already before it even occurred? Well, the pattern developed. So whether we were sitting in the attorney's office or in a court setting, it was really clear that they had an adverse position than something adverse to mine as to what was best for the kids or not. So if they if the kids forgot something, it's their responsibility and nobody was to lift a hand to make it a better situation. If they forgot clothes, whatever the it was, they would have no access to it until they had were back at the place where they left it. So in your custody agreement, your ex mm-hmm. said that if they forget something, it'll stay there. So if they forget books with you at your house, mm-hmm. oh, well, those books will stay there and I'm not coming to get them. It wasn't written, but it was a position that they okay. took. So then I soon learned to anticipate it, which created more anxiety, which created more anxiety for the kids. Mm-hmm. So... In those days, as a 29, 30-year-old, I had no emotional skills to deal with that. And I've said before, I had access to attorneys. I had access to really good representation. I didn't have access to life skills. And I think we see that over and over today in all types of settings. Well, with the co-parenting, if you think about it, it's really interesting because we didn't have cell phones. So right. even if they forgot their bat, and that happens even mm-hmm. when you're married, you would you would contact your spouse and say, you haven't gotten to the field yet, and so-and-so forgot this. Can you mm-hmm. bring it? There you would have to get to the fields. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, we don't have it. You'll have to borrow somebody else's. You know, we can't go back 40 minutes to get right. what you need. Mm-hmm. Um, so you would have to show up and anticipate. You wouldn't even be able to contact them. Did you go to all the events? Oh, absolutely. When they were there? Yeah, absolutely. But um, so, was there an interaction with the new mom, the stepmom, and you, and any of that anxiety, or did you ignore each other there? We ignored each other there. Yes, at all times. And you know, as the kids got older, we talked more. Not necessarily her and I, and not because of failed relationship but there was no relationship there was no discussion there was no reason to have a conversation with her I took the position that my conversation was with him right or wrong that's how it was so had I had tools back in those days I I think our entire journey of probably more than 10 years the custody battle ensued we could have done it better absolutely Mm -hmm. Can yeah. you remember one incident that you think may have impacted your children or you and the relationship you had or have with your ex or his wife? Good or bad? Are you thinking good or bad? Positive Probably or negative? bad that you would have needed a tool today for. Oh. I mean, I always like to hear positive, but I'm thinking if you would have had a tool, what was one incident that you thought the co-parenting just wasn't working or would not work or... I did that wrong or Hmm. I think I took on every battle 
anything that happened, we, we were either going to go to court or I, we were going to have a discussion about it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't let go of anything. My agenda was I, I was their mom. I had a right to it. I wanted the best for them. I didn't trust that he thought of them at all. He probably did, but I didn't give him that. So had I had a tool to deal with that, I think we could have made much more progress. Absolutely. It sounds like you probably would have saved yourself a lot of stress and anxiety. <laughs> um, and Absolutely. Yeah. So it sounds because like you now, put a lot on your own. Yeah. Po- post, the, my older kids are 28 and 25 now. We consider ourselves very good friends because we did learn through probably too late. You're good friends with who? My ex. Oh, you are? Well, oh, that's good. D- the definition of good friends is a lot of, can, can be You're varied. loosely stating that? <laughs> I'm loosely <laughs> stating that. <laughs> I hope I'm a better friend. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> I'm just saying that we found ways to have conversation. So, and once you, and I think a lot of it has to do with agendas and some, and that's something you can control in a very uncontrollable setting. Well, plus you see that your children are grown and mm-hmm. um, nobody was hurt. Yeah, which absolutely. Which is a good thing. And you learn to let it go probably. Yeah. So my kids were really small and they survived. All kids will survive. But I'm going to guess your experience was a little different than mine. Well, yes, because I was the stepmom. So <laughs> we all the know infamous- I was not the Cinderella stepmother. Um, you can ask my three stepdaughters. <laughs> we'll make sure I'm present when you ask them. No, um, it was different being the stepmother because I was 24. You know, it's really strange thinking about that now. Having my daughter, my biological daughter, is 24. If she walked in the room today now with three stepchildren. I'd be like, "What are you doing?" I'd say exactly what my dad said to me. Hold um, that thought a minute. You weren't getting divorced when you were 24. You were stepping into a stepmom's role at 24. Exactly. Right? Okay. Mm-hmm. So, and I remember not wishing that they were my children and not that they had another mother or that my, you know, soon-to-be husband or a husband a couple of years later was, had children with somebody else. And I think back then that was my immaturity um, their mother, their biological mother and their mom is different than I am. We're completely different. Even to this day, um, we're different. So I can remember just never taking it out on the girls or never talking negatively to the girls about their mom because that really wasn't my role. So that was probably the most mature thing I did without mm-hmm. even realizing it. Mm-hmm. Um, I must say I probably took it out on my ex. Um, we had a lot of fights and it was probably that's where my immaturity came about because I would get mad at him um, for things that I wish that weren't happening even if he had to talk to his ex I mean yeah to his ex that was mm-hmm. sounding a little confusing to me privately without me it was okay does he still love her those mm-hmm. are the thoughts that wow. are running through your mind or are they talking about they wish they were together because of the girls those were my I had a I had a I had a. I should have learned. I should say, or I wish I'll, I. I would tell people now that you should know that they divorce for a reason. 
and that it's always about the kids. They're talking about the kids. Um, it's not really about them getting back together because if they would, they would anyway. They wouldn't be married to you at that point. So you have to learn to let go so that you can co-parent. And by letting go, um, you'll probably have a better relationship. You know, the divorce rate for second marriages is higher well, than the divorce I, rate for yep. first marriages. Mm-hmm. And that could be one of the reasons that we started off a little rocky because we didn't communicate then. And I, you know, I should have been mature enough to say, I, you know, ha- I have that boundary. Even though I kept the boundary, I really didn't keep our marriage together better in that regard. I took too much out on him, so it would lead to fights. Yeah. But co-parenting just in your marriage with children who are your stepchildren is another task. So did you have a different agenda for them than their mom? And did you make it clear that you didn't agree with her agenda about schedules or responsibilities or even daily life? We definitely had different outlooks, the two of us. Um, And we, we laugh about it now. We actually get along better now. This is, what, 30 years what later? happens. And I'm divorced. So we get along better. I talk to her more now than I do my ex. We just had one of my stepdaughters got married. Um, and she actually said, I read your articles and I love them. And I'm proud of you, mm-hmm. which was at my stepdaughter's shower, which was I took, I was taken aback. But during that time period, I never said, I mean, one of, the girls sometimes would say, you're not my mom. I don't have to listen. My mom said, I don't have to listen to you. You're not my mother. Oh, my. And Do you think I, she said that, actually? I think she may have. Okay. And I would say, I understand I'm not your mother, mm-hmm. but we're here. You're home with me now, and you're going to live by my rules. And it's the same thing I said to my biological children. Mm-hmm. But in my home, we always had a, they always had, a, my girls always had a room. They had their own clothes at our place. I said to all five of them, I will yell at you equally. So I always did do that. Mm-hmm. I didn't say, okay, you're, you know, you don't have to listen to your mother when you go home. I said, those are your mom's rules and that's what mm-hmm. you live by. Or do you want me to take you home to your mom? You mm-hmm. know, if they were being bad because, you know, kids can kids are really smart. Mm-hmm. I think I'll go to mom's because she's nicer. Or I want to go see dad because he's nicer. Mm-hmm. You know, they have to learn. They learn to do that. Oh, absolutely. So they get mileage out of that. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Kudos to them if they can get mileage out of that. Right. Because really, even older kids coming back home. They have to realize that you have to follow the rules of where you are. It's not a new concept. But I think when, like you said, like for me and you, a stepmom's role or a biological mom's role, we have to understand that consistency is really what they're looking for. But that's what will help the co-parenting. If mm-hmm. you can stay on, we'll, we'll all parent, you and I parent differently. Yep. You know, we would treat our yeah. kids differently. But if we are on the same page and keep that open communication, mm-hmm. then the kids benefit f- from it. So Absolutely. by getting along, I, I didn't like my, my kid's mother most of the time, and I'm sure she didn't like me either. But we are who we are. You have to learn to let that go. Mm-hmm. You know, she's their mother. I'm their stepmother. There's that line. There's a there's a time that I, like I said, wished I was their mother but as I grew and had my own children, I respected more her position mm-hmm. where she was. I showed up at events. I never tried to come between her and her children. I always, I sat next to her. It wasn't, we couldn't be in the same room. Mm-hmm. You know, when we went away, um, my ex was good about letting them buy her something. It bothered me sometimes. I never said anything to her. I had to learn to just let that go. 
those were all really, if I have to say, immature reactions that I had at a young age. Right. Um, but you just learn, learning to let that go and don't let the negativity interfere. Um, working on your marriage to make it stronger was mm-hmm. probably the best thing that you can do. But we survived it. I but agree. it was different. It is, it's hard being a stepmother. It is. And it's hard going, it's hard co-parenting through the divorce. It's just hard. But I think both you and I are testaments to the fact that, A, we stay engaged. We tried to better ourselves. We tried to look out for the kids. And on this side of it, even with all the mistakes we made, and we're, we're going to give everybody some tips and tools of things that we use, the fact that we stayed, in, stayed engaged, our kids are fine. And we've all grown together and we've all developed together. So I think we can all hold on to that because when you're in the midst of it, you're terrified that you're, they're not going to be okay. And you reminded me recently that my daughter said that just, what, within the last year. Mom, mm-hmm. I was so worried you weren't going to be okay. Who knew that was what was going through her head Right when that was what was going through my head? Mm-hmm. So it's interesting, but we all have to give ourselves a break that we're doing the best we can, and we just have to learn and keep moving, and everybody really is going to be okay. It's interesting because my the girl's mom, biological mom, her mother, and I met most of the time. We, we had the girls three weekends a month, mm-hmm. and so we had a meeting spot in New Jersey that we'd meet, a Wawa actually. And her mother would meet most of the time. And her mother was strong-minded like myself. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times there was this, I felt this tension between the two of us. She would make a little comment or I would make a little comment because I would get annoyed that the clothes I sent weren't coming back or, you know, those little Oh, the things. infamous clothes. Yes. You know, but we, but it was nothing that we, we never got into fights or anything. They were these little comments. And mm-hmm. now again, 30 years later... At my stepdaughter's step uh, shower, she said to me, you know, Catherine, when you go do those talks about divorce, you should show them this room. Look how we all get along Mm -hmm. because it was her daughter, their stepmother Mm -hmm. and I. And we do get along and her. And she said we should everyone going through divorce. And she had experienced divorce. So Mm -hmm. her ex-husband's third wife is always around us. So it was really a crazy. But the girls are happy and they can all have us in the room together. And it was, it's true, you know, all these years later, yeah. even though at the time it was difficult and now fast forward and going through my own divorce, I respect a lot that she had gone through and wish I would have done a few little things differently. But I look at the girls and I see we're all good and they're, and they have a, a different bond with their mother than they have with me. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, all of that is okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the way it's supposed to be, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. you know what? I actually brought... I forgot this card that when she got married, my stepdaughter, and she doesn't know I'm doing this, but I'm going to read you one part of it that she just gave me two weeks ago. And she said, I'm not, she wrote this note to me. I'm not sure I would have found such a wonderful man without the influence you've had on my character. More than anyone, you have taught me love and respect for myself and others. That's amazing. You know, that's the best thank you you can give a stepmother all mm-hmm. these th- years later. Right. And although I had that friction or those feelings mm-hmm. I had personally, I did hold it back for the benefit of her. You know, she was one years old when we met mm-hmm. and I taught her that. And if I would have talked negatively about her mom to her, it would have came out now where she's an adult. Mm-hmm. And that's the benefit. That's the true benefit. Because you know what I say? Divorce does not mess your children up. 
It's how both parents behave before, during, and after divorce that can mess your children up. It's absolutely true. So I'm sure everybody wants to know, how, how do we juggle this? How is everyone supposed to handle all this shit going back and forth all the time, every day, every week? You know, surely you have, you know, I'm sure everybody thinks in their head you have to pick battles. Mm -hmm. Do you? Don't you? Which mm -hmm. ones are they? Mm -hmm. what, do we, what do we do? Let's start out. Well, there's a few things that I could think of. Um, one of is, like, hold the other end of this rope. If you're holding on to a rope and I'm holding on, we all play tug of war, right? Yep. When we were little. As a matter of fact, we used to play that in gym class. I don't even know if they have gym class like that anymore. <laughs> Our they kids do. Are, they do? They do. Oh, you have yeah. a granddaughter. Yeah. So they <laughs> hold the rope and they pull it back and forth. Mm -hmm. So if you're holding one end and either the stepmom or whoever it is or the stepdad or your ex is holding the other end and you're saying, I want you to show up an hour earlier to soccer. Our daughter does so much better if you show up an hour earlier and he's pulling it back and you're saying, we're busy. We have chores. We have our own lives. It's not all about the kids. It's not all about okay, the well, soccer Okay, well, no, game. it is about the kids. It's not about you. It's about the kids. It's not about your white new wife and your new family and how you're moving forward. It's about her. Did you forget she's your first child? She's the first. And then you're pulling back and you're saying, you can do it. You can make it happen. You need to be there. Okay, so you just, no, you're being him. Oh, <laughs> I already forgot my I already role. convinced you. You see how well I do at this co-parenting? I've already convinced you. <laughs> okay. Okay, let me get back into his head. Um I don't have to listen to you. It's not it's not about you. So We're not going to follow your roles. You think everybody should follow your roles. Well, things are changing now. I'll get them there when I feel like getting them there. Well, you really jumped in there pretty quickly. <laughs> <laughs> so at that point, instead of going back and forth like that, because you're, that's a no-win situation, you just drop the rope. If, you, if I dropped the rope as you were just saying that to mm -hmm. me, you would have fell back a little bit anyway, right? Absolutely. Drop the rope. It doesn't matter. So if when he takes her, she doesn't get there an hour earlier and she doesn't perform well enough, she will let him know. She will give it to her dad or her stepmom. Mm -hmm. She'll probably blame her stepmom. And they'll handle it. And then all you can control is when you have your daughter. So if you feel like it's best for her to get there an hour earlier, and that's what she likes, get her there an hour earlier. Fifteen years later, she's going to know who got her there when they did, and she'll thank you for it. So just do yes. what you can when you have them. Mm-hmm. You can voice your concern to your spouse or to their new um, spouse, the stepmom or the stepdad, and tell them the reasoning why, and then just let it go. I, I completely agree. And that can and happen with anything. sometimes even you can say, all right, well, you dropping the rope could also be, all right, well, you think that they should be there right at game time. I think they should be there an hour early. Is there a middle ground? Is there something else that we can do so that she's not feeling rushed or or what whatever the it may be I think if you start talking solutions and not about me and you I think that helps as well and then sometimes when even though I think that they need to be there an hour earlier do they really need to be there an hour earlier or did I instill that in their mind <laughs> and so that maybe when they're with their dad or their new stepmom and they have a different lifestyle could it be that maybe that hour earlier doesn't mean anything to the, uh, when they come from that end? Just wait and see what happens. Mm -hmm. If you see any kind of react to the reaction reactions, mm -hmm. basically how you should handle it. 
So if you see that they show up 15 minutes earlier, but your daughter is happy and she's doing fine, well, then that works for them. Right. Maybe it's just not working for you. You're exactly right. And I think even another level of that is involving the kids. A lot of times we think, oh, we're not going to involve the kids in our fights. But, okay, it doesn't have to be a fight. Let's all talk about this together so it can be best for everyone. It can fit mom's schedule, dad's schedule, and, and the kid can feel secure in whatever you know event or sports program or music program that they're involved in. That would be great. You had another good, how about the lady that you know um, that came home from a trip at the airport? yes. She was telling me um, that she had been away on a vacation with her two girls, and they came back, and Dad was there at the the airport ready to pick them up and take them a day early on his vacation because his friend had gone to the... Um, vacation rental a day early so everybody wanted to stay earlier and she said so wait their arrangement was she was coming home she was taking the kids back to her place and then he was picking them up the next day to go on their trip yes so instead of waiting for that to happen he was actually at the airport without her knowing to take right. them to wow yes mm-hmm. so he's there he's taking the girls and um she said to me you know i could have let him know they need to repack They need a night's rest. I don't know if they're going to be okay. But she said, you know what? What's it going to help? The girls are ready to go in their minds. So she said, I dropped the rope. I let them go. So all of the emotion went away. They were fine. So what if they lost some sleep? They could take a nap the next day. And she said it was so freeing for Mm -hmm. her not to have to engage in that battle where it could have been in her mind, it's in their best interest to go home and get a good night's rest and repack and have clean clothes because that's how a mom thinks and, and some dads. It, it's not gender related, but she said it was just so freeing to drop the rope, let them go, and wish them all well, and they were all well. That's awesome. That was that's a great really story. That's really awesome. That is right? a good story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know another tool you give people is using the word interesting. I love that one. Yes, that's a good one. So this is really good to use with narcissists. (laughs) My favorite. Um, So if you're dealing with even um, money issues, which we all know divorce comes down to your children and money, I hear a lot of people saying, you're not getting the pension. The pension's in my name. I've worked for this company for so long. You're not getting it. You're not entitled to it. And you're the spouse saying, well, wait a minute. We didn't save anything in mine. Why wouldn't I get it? Oh, I guess I'm not getting it. He said it's in his name. Instead of fighting that, if they worked for that employer for the length of your marriage, chances are it's marital. Just sit back. Don't argue and just say, well, that's interesting. So can you talk about that in a co-parenting sense? I can. And someone's in your face. So someone's in your face and they say, well, you want me to go back to your taking them to the theme earlier? Yeah. Or maybe even about the clothes. I bought all these clothes and you're stealing them. That's interesting. I would just say interesting because yeah. stealing them means what? And I've had these clothes issues. You send them with the new clothes back, the dirty ones come back. And I don't know mm-hmm. if it's a statement that one 
Here, I think it was the mom making it to the stepmom statement or the mom to the dad statement. Everybody has the that clothes issue. keeps <laughs> send me the clothes, and I, I'll send you part back. That's a little hard with interesting mm-hmm. because that's one where I'd say drop the rope. It's not going to work. It yeah. just wouldn't come. Interesting is really when somebody is battling you head to head. And whatever your response is going to be, it it won't be the right one because Mm -hmm. they make you feel inferior. So they are telling you what's best or what what they're doing, and it's only going to be Mm -hmm. done that way. Um, You just have to stay interesting. It's when you have to – this is really during any process that they they will be right all the time. Don't engage in it. So if they said, we're feeding the kids organic – salads every night and you can feed them junk food all day long but we're feeding them salads and you don't care about their health because you're feeding them oreo cookies that could be an interesting well that's really you're giving a comparison but if you say to your ex or to the new the stepmom yeah you say to the stepmom you're a health guru the stepmom likes her sweets mm-hmm which would be good for me because it would be me, the sweets, right? And you say, my children are coming, but you are only allowed to give oh. them organic. You're only allowed to give them farm to table. They are not allowed to have sugar. I don't care that you own a bakery. I'm their mother. You're doing it this way or you're never going to see them again. Oh, that's a good interesting. interesting. Yeah. Or if you're the spouse and say, if you show up here five minutes late or if you don't do this the way I say, you're not going to see your kids. I'm mm-hmm. going to get the kids more than, you, than you're than you allowed mm-hmm. to get them. Just stay interesting. Mm-hmm. Because they don't know what to say back to you. Right. They really just don't know. There's, right. no, there's no response to that. Right. So they just let it go and you just go do your thing. It actually calms yourself down too because how long do you want to go at somebody? Mm-hmm. So it's when somebody's coming at you telling them what they think the law is or what mm-hmm. they think is best for your children... And you want to stop the conversation. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Just stop it by saying interesting. Or now we're in this text world and you get these mean nastygrams or yes. um, the I, string. I yes. recently had to do this. So you just getting this whole rehashing of something or telling you what you're doing wrong or telling you how horrible you are or mm-hmm. whatever it is. Type in there interesting and press send. You will not get the you will not get the response. It'll end. It'll end. I promise you, it'll end. Or they say, "I'm taking you to court. I'm taking you back to court because you didn't have them home on time. You didn't do what you promised you were doing. You, it just didn't go according to what they wanted to do. So they're putting it on you. They're deflecting right. everything to you. We're going to court. I'm getting attorneys, and I'm changing this whole custody order. Type back interesting. That's great. And then that segues right into a very useful tool that I use in so many areas of my life. I call it the 24-hour panic rule. That's a good one. So to your point, the threat of court happens a lot back and forth during custody battles. Type in interesting, say interesting, and then wait for 24 hours. And sometimes I even suggest that you don't even think about it for 24 hours. Even if you want to find distractions, Give yourself some time to breathe, to think through it, and typically or usually in 24 hours, your whole mindset is different. Either you've thought, okay, what's the worst that can happen? Or you've thought of a way to have communication about it that's more productive. 
or it's just resolved itself. Do you know how many things will resolve themselves in 24 hours if there's silence? It's amazing. I had to learn to do that with my kids. Because I'm a reactor, a quick reactor. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, my world is falling apart. Oh my gosh, okay, let's go. We're going to move. I did this with my ex even. Oh my God, my job is terrible. Okay, we'll move. Where do you want to go? I'm ready. Mm -hmm. When you just let it go, wait 24 hours, it does resolve itself. Yeah. I'm going to say more times than not, it resolves itself. Something happens, something is said, circumstances change, and it just dissipates. I often tell people... Before you send that to your spouse or your soon-to-be ex-spouse, mm-hmm. email it to me. That's say whatever you want to say. I promise I won't tell anybody. I know mm-hmm. more things about some people that I probably <laughs> shouldn't know. But email it to me because you'll get it off your chest. Yeah. And then tomorrow, if you want it back, I'll email it back to you. I might change it up a little bit, but then you can email it out. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing with journaling, which you know I love. Yeah. Write it down. Too. Whatever mm-hmm. you're feeling at that moment. Take that 24, what do you call it? The 24-hour panic? 24-hour panic okay. roll. So, so write you're down, writing it down. A lot of times wait. I choose to just, but I think it's your personality. Your personality, you need to write it down. I need to just distract myself. Yeah, I need to get it out. Yeah. You need to just let it go. Mm-hmm. Punt, as you yeah, say. I punt and pause <laughs> all the time. <laughs> I react and sometimes have to retract. <laughs> my favorite my favorite phrase is, it's in the queue. Yes, it queue. is. I'll deal I'm with like, it. Karen, are we going to address this? When are we taking care of this? It's in the queue, Catherine. Okay. <laughs> it's in the queue. <laughs> so we know co-parenting, is it about you? Is it about him? Is it about her? We don't know, but it's never about your kids, really. So drop the rope, use the word interesting, and don't forget your 24-hour panic rule. It will get you through to a better place. Absolutely. So thanks, everybody, for listening in. We do hope this conversation is beneficial for you. And you know, the hardest part for us is not hearing your voices back. So please, please, please send us your suggestions for future podcasts. If you have feedback, we want to hear that too. If you have a comment, let us know in the section below this recording. Oh, and don't forget, like our Facebook page and Instagram page. If you want to know more about us and what we do, please visit our website at www.divorcetheletterusolutions.com. And remember, we know divorce is never easy, and although your life may be changing, change can be good. You're not alone. You will be okay, and we'll talk to you soon. We chat because you matter.